Hello, this is Pastor Pete Beck III with LifeNet in Burlington, North Carolina. Welcome to today's podcast, which is the third in the Finding Freedom in Christ series. This one is entitled, The Basis of Our Freedom. We got ourselves into the current terrible situation by turning our backs on God, as I explained in my previous article, and we can only escape with God's help. In fact, our deliverance, healing, and restoration depend entirely upon the graciousness of our God, although we do have a part to play. Without his initiative and intervention, we would be hopelessly and eternally lost. Without his continual sustaining power through the indwelling Holy Spirit, we cannot keep ourselves free. But through him, we are able to experience all that Jesus died to provide us. Jesus came to restore us to God's intended way of living in complete harmony and partnership with God. It is a glorious, freeing way to live. It is crucial for us to understand that each person of the triune Godhead contributes to what the Bible calls our, quote, great salvation, end of quote, Hebrews 2.3. Our Heavenly Father, the first person of the Godhead, is the one who has loved us from before the creation of the world and who planned our salvation before we ever took our first breath. Let me read to you one of my favorite passages from the Bible. It's found in Ephesians 1, 3, and 4, and I'm reading now from the New English Translation. Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ. For he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world, that we may be holy and unblemished in his sight, in love. Our Abba Father is the kindest and most loving person we will ever know. Ephesians 2, 4 through 7 from the same version reads, But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even though we were dead in transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you're saved. And he raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus to demonstrate in the coming ages the surpassing wealth of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. But our God is also completely just, holy, and righteous. And our sin created a huge obstacle to our ever being able to enjoy the fellowship and intimacy that Father God originally planned for us to share with him. We distanced ourselves from Abba through our sinful breach of his righteousness, as I described in my previous article. His desire to show mercy to us stood opposed to the requirements of his truth and righteousness. 
How could God's righteous anger at our sin ever be reconciled with his tender mercies? Abba's amazing plan manifested wisdom which is beyond human. It is, and I quote now from 1 Corinthians 2, 7 and 8, it is the wisdom of God hidden in a mystery that God determined before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood it. If they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. That's the New English translation again. Abba's solution was for his only begotten son, the eternal word of God, to become a human being and offer himself as a perfect substitutionary sacrifice on our behalf. John 1.14 says, Now the word became flesh and took up residence among us. We saw his glory, the glory of the one and only, full of grace and truth, who came from the Father. And then secondly, Hebrews 10, verses 12 through 14. But when this priest, Jesus, had offered one sacrifice for sins for all time, he sat down at the right hand of God, where he is now waiting until his enemies are made a footstool for his feet. For by one offering he has perfected for all time those who are made holy. Both of those quotes were from the New English Translation. In addition, by the genius of what theologians call identification, God caused us to participate in Christ's death and resurrection, having placed us in Christ, in whom we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made the one who did not know sin, that is Jesus, to be sin for us, so that in him we would become the righteousness of God. And then Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ. To make the solution perfect, our Heavenly Father sent His Holy Spirit to indwell each believer. God's Spirit lives Christ's life in and through everyone who is born again. He is the great helper and enabler. He is our life and power source. He is the one who transforms us into the people God always wanted us to be. He is our guarantee that God will complete what he began. John 14, 16 through 17 says, Then I will ask the Father, this is Jesus speaking, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot accept because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he resides with you and he will be in you. And then the next passage, 2 Corinthians 1, 20-22 reads, For all the promises of God find their yes in him, meaning Christ. And that is why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us and who has also put his seal on us and given us his 
spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Every great, great team has unity, clearly defined job descriptions, and superlative abilities. The Trinity is no exception. In fact, the very concept of team originates in God. The Father is the planner. The Son is the executor who carries out the Father's plan. The Holy Spirit is the administrator who works behind the scenes to assure the success of Father's plan and the Son's execution of that plan. Another way to put it is that the Father chose us to be his very own. The Son died and rose again to ensure the outcome. And the Spirit draws us to faith in Christ through the gospel and applies the benefits of the finished work of Christ to our lives, bringing the, the Father's plan to fruition. This plan will be completed at the second coming of Christ when we will experience the final installment of our great salvation, the resurrection from the dead. Paul tells us that when all things are subjected to him, meaning Abba Father, then the Son himself will also be subjected to him who put all things in subjection under him, that God may be all in all. That's 1 Corinthians 15.28, and that time I read from the English Standard Version. God is our final destiny, the goal or end of salvation. To him belongs all glory forever and ever. It is extremely important for us to understand and believe that our salvation begins and ends with God. Philippians 1-6 says, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. And Romans 11, 33-36 reads, Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are his judgments, and unfathomable his ways! For who has known the mind of the Lord, or become his counselor? Who has first given to him, that it might be paid back to him again? For from him, and through him, and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Both of those passages are from the New American Standard Bible. Our salvation began with Father's plan to bring us into his family. The conclusion will be when we receive our resurrected bodies and heavenly reward. The in-between, the time in which we now live, is also dependent on God's graciousness, although, as I said before, we play a vital role. The coming of our Lord, his death, burial, and resurrection, and the sending of the Holy Spirit were all accomplished before we were born. None of us had any say in that plan or the accomplishment of it. As Paul wrote, so then, it does not depend on human desire or exertion, but on God who shows mercy. That's Romans 9.16, New English Translation. Our part arises when we hear the gospel and respond. If we're among those who believe, something happened in our hearts when we heard the gospel message. 
The Bible tells us that it was the result of the inner work of God's Spirit combined with the outer call of the gospel that produced in us the desire to surrender our lives to Christ. Jesus made it clear that God is the initiator, not us. John 6:44 reads, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. The New English Translation. Yes, we indeed must make the choice to believe in and serve Christ, but the mystery of God is at work beneath the surface of things so that we can all agree that God deserves all the glory. Once again, I read from Ephesians, this time chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. For by grace you are saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. It is not from works, so that no one can boast, for we are his workmanship, having been created in Christ Jesus for good works that God prepared beforehand, so we may do them. The New English Translation. The reason I have gone to such great lengths to show that God's integral involvement with every aspect of our salvation is to give us a solid foundation for hope. If our salvation rests on our shoulders and faithfulness and depends on our abilities, our willpower, our holiness, or our goodness, we're in big trouble. But if our salvation rests upon the Father's choice to love us, the Son's finished work, and the power of the indwelling Spirit, we're in good shape. If we're going to experience true freedom, we need to come to terms with acknowledging and relying upon the God who works through us freely in grace. We cannot approach him through our own goodness or performance. Likewise, neither our lack of goodness apart from Christ or our poor performance thus far is any deterrent to our being able to experience God's ability to set us free. We come to God solely on the basis of Christ's righteousness because we have none of our own. We must make it our goal, as Paul wrote in Philippians 3.9, to be found in him, not because I have my own righteousness derived from the law, but because I have the righteousness that comes by way of Christ's faithfulness, a righteousness from God that is in fact based on Christ's faithfulness. That's the New English translation. Only when we learn to rely on God's love, kindness, righteousness, grace, power, and authority can we experience all that Christ died and rose again to give us. We dare not shortchange ourselves and frustrate the grace of God by trying to save ourselves. It will never work and will only leave us confused and frustrated. Jesus did not come to help the religious and the self-sufficient. He came to save sinners who acknowledge their spiritual poverty. Matthew 5.3 We must answer Christ's call and come to him with no pretended ability to save or liberate ourselves, but with full confidence 
that freedom can be experienced by grace alone. Jesus said in Matthew 11:28 through 30, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke on you and learn from me, because I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and my load is not hard to carry. That's from the New English Translation. God's promise is that when we learn to live by faith in the power of the Spirit, believing what the Bible says is true, we will be able to live in a way that brings glory to God. Romans 8, 1 through 4 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned to sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. That's from the English Standard Version. If we make it our goal to rely on God's grace, believe his truth, operate in Christ's authority, and live by the power of the Spirit, we too can experience freedom in Christ. That is the basis of our freedom.